No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Manasseh reigns 55 years in Judah. He is a very evil king, but when he is taken captive in Assyria, he repents. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 33 on Simply the Bible. Today we look at a chapter in the Bible that, frankly, I just wish wasn't there. It is about two wicked kings of Judah. We pick it up today in 2 Chronicles chapter 33. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. But he did evil in the sight of the Lord according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. Now we saw yesterday that Hezekiah, who was Manasseh's father, had been diagnosed with a terminal disease. In fact, Isaiah the prophet told him, put your house in order because this is it. This will end in death. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to pray to the Lord. And the Lord heard his prayer and granted Hezekiah 15 more years. But three years later, his son Manasseh was born. And we wonder if that extra 15 years was really such a good idea because Manasseh would turn out to be the most wicked king in Judah. In fact, he would be so wicked that he would do according to the abominations of the Canaanites that God drove out of the land. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king and he rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah, his father, had broken down. He raised up altars for the Baals and made wooden images, and he worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. So that's the sun, the moon, and the stars. He also built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem shall my name be forever. And he built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. Also, he caused his sons to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. He practiced soothsaying, used witchcraft and sorcery, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. So we see that there had been many kings that had worshipped the Baals and the Ashtoreths, the Asherahs. The, these female goddesses, um, that had occurred quite a bit in Israel and Judah, but Manasseh had gone much further in idolatry, in worshiping the sun, the moon, and the stars, all of the starry host. Now, the belief that the movement of stars controls human behavior and fortune is known as astrology. Through horoscopes, people worship the starry host today, whether they realize it or not. This is yet another form of idolatry where people are worshiping created things rather than the creator. Now, as a result of all of this 
idolatry and sexual rights that went along with it. There were many unwanted pregnancies, and thus Manasseh caused his sons to pass through the fire. This was the detestable human sacrifice where the metallic image of Molech was heated until it was red hot and then a baby placed in it as an offering. It was a horrible, sadistic, and satanic form of idolatrous worship, and Manasseh partook in it. He also practiced witchcraft and consulted with mediums. Usually this was an attempt to contact the dead. Both of these practices are condemned in Scripture. He even set a carved image, the idol which he had made in the house of God, of which God had said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. And I will not again remove the foot of Israel from the land which I have appointed for your fathers, only if they are careful to do all that I have commanded them according to the whole law and the statutes and the ordinances by the hand of Moses. And so this carved image was the Asura pole or the Asura image. It was a pornographic carving and designed to arouse male sexual desire. And this explains why idolatry was such a pervasive problem in Israel and in Judah. Highly addictive, highly attractive to the flesh. And that's why uh, they continued to go back to these idols. Ashura was considered the moon goddess and a consort of Baal. She was the goddess of love. And the worship of Ashura was noted for its sensuality, free sex, and ritual prostitution. Now we can see how this is carried over into modern culture with the plague of pornography today. Pornography is extremely addictive. Really, there is a satanic connection because we see that it is actually worshiping at the altar of sexual idolatry. And that is also why there is such a strong addiction in it. So Manasseh seduced Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to do more evil than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. Imagine that. Manasseh seduced Judah into more evil than the Canaanites who had dwelt in the land that the children of Israel had driven out. And the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they would not listen. Therefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the army of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh with hooks, bound him with bronze fetters, and carried him off to Babylon. It was the practice of the Assyrians that when they captured people, they would put these hooks in their nose and, and chain them up and then basically drag them back to wherever it was that they were taking them. In this case, they took Manasseh to Babylon. What a humiliating circumstance for the king of Judah. Now, when he was in affliction, he implored the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers and prayed to him. And he received his entreaty, heard his supplication, and brought him back to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. 
I find this interesting because Manasseh had the longest reign of any king of Judah, 55 years. And, you know, if I were God, I think I would have taken him out in the first year because of his wickedness. But God didn't do that. God gave him time. And I wonder if it was because of Hezekiah's prayers for his son, Hezekiah being a righteous king. And God was patient with Manasseh. And and when he went to Babylon, he humbled himself. He called out to the Lord. He confessed his sins and he prayed to God. And God heard his entreaty, received his supplication and brought him back to Jerusalem, restored his kingdom. And this is just an amazing story. You know, the Lord made Manasseh a trophy of his grace. And this should give anybody encouragement who may feel that they have gone too far, that they have committed too much wickedness or gone too far away from God that they could never come back. Listen, if Manasseh could come back in spite of his incredible wickedness and God could grant to him forgiveness and that he could come to know the Lord and be a changed man legitimately, then whatever you've been through, whatever you've done, God will forgive you too if you will call upon his name and he will restore you into good standing with himself. Now, after this, Manasseh built a wall outside of the city of David on the west side of Gihon in the valley as far as the entrance of the fish gate and an enclosed Ophel, and he raised it to a very great height. Then he put military captains in all the fortified cities of Judah. So he began in building projects and fortifying the military. He took away the foreign gods and the idol from the house of the Lord and all the altars that he had built in the mount of the house of the Lord and in Jerusalem, and he cast them out of the city. He tried to undo, basically, all the evil that he had done. He also repaired the altar of the Lord, sacrificed peace offerings and thank offerings on it, and commanded Judah to serve the Lord, God of Israel. Now, I would think that after being through what he went through, he would be very thankful that the Lord heard his prayer and was merciful toward him. And he came back and he offered these thank offerings to the Lord and uh, commanded that others should also worship God. Nevertheless, the people still sacrificed on the high places, but only to the Lord their God. We shall see that Manasseh, because of his wickedness, he had pressed the matter of wickedness too far, really past the tipping point, And the people... Uh, there was a bit of a turning in them as well, but it was only superficial. And the course had been set that Judah would ultimately go into Babylonian captivity. Now, the rest of the acts of Manasseh, his prayer to his God and the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of the Lord God of Israel. Indeed, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel. Also, his prayer and how God received his entreaty and all his sin and trespass and the sites where he built high places and set up wooden images and carved images before he was humbled. Indeed, they are written among the sayings of Hosei. We don't have those today. So Manasseh rested with his fathers and they buried him in his own house. Then his son Ammon reigned in his place. And Ammon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem, but he did evil in the sight of the Lord, as his father Manasseh had done. For Ammon sacrificed to all the carved images which his father Manasseh had made and served them. Now, here's the problem. Sometimes a parent will get into wicked behavior and 
maybe come back like Manasseh did, turn from that, but it's too late. The child that has been raised in that wickedness adopts the wickedness, and but does not adopt the repentance, you see. And this is what happened with Ammon. He was the casualty of his father's wickedness. And this is why it is so important that we as parents serve the Lord, especially in those formative years when our children are young, that they might imitate our godly example. So Ammon did not humble himself before the Lord as his father Manasseh had humbled himself, but Ammon trespassed more and more. Then his servants conspired against him and killed him in his own house. But the people of the land executed all those who had conspired against King Ammon. And the people of the land made his son Josiah king in his place. And this is what is so amazing is that we will see after Ammon, who was a very wicked king like his father Manasseh had been in his early days, he would give birth to Josiah, who will turn out to be one of the most righteous kings in all of Judah. It just goes to show you that God is gracious and will show his grace toward anyone who will respond to it. It doesn't matter what your parentage was. You could either choose to be good or bad. The choice is yours. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow we'll see where Josiah reigns in Judah and is a good king, purging Judah of idolatry. When he hears the reading of the book of the law, he is appalled and tears his clothes over the disobedience of the nation. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.